0: On the website, you, you can click the Resources tab, and under the Resources tab will be the bulletin for this service, so you can follow along with the bulletin there. There's also options for giving or offering to the Lord under the Give tab. got a few announcements to share with you before we, we begin worship this morning. Next Sunday at 4 p.m., we will gather for our special hymn festival here at Chapel of the Cross. Thank you very much for everybody who voted for your favorite hymn. Uh, The results have been tabulated and the hymns have been chosen for that hymn fest. I'm not gonna tell you what those are. I don't know what they are actually, but uh, join us for, uh, you'll have to come and join us for that hymn festival on the 22nd of October, Sunday 4 p.m. to listen and to sing our favorite hymns together. So I invite you to put that on your calendar if it's not there already. On Sunday, the 29th of October, during the Bible study hour, a representative from Monarch Jewelry will be here at chapel to speak on the evils of human trafficking and how the Monarch Jewelry Ministry helps those who are affected by it. Uh, Learn how your donation of old jewelry gets turned into beautiful new jewelry that is sold then to fund the ministry. Redesigned jewelry will be available for purchase that day. Um, again, that's Sunday, October 29th, starting uh, at 945 at Bible study hour. Uh, more information about that is printed in your chapel weekly. And On Saturday, the, th- uh, the 11th of November, that's Veterans Day, uh, Chapel of the Cross will honor our churches and our community's veterans by hosting a Veterans Day potluck from one until three in the afternoon. There, is, there are a couple sign-up sheets actually at the Welcome Center. Uh, there's one sign-up sheet for you to commit to bringing a dish that day to share, and there's another sign-up sheet for our veterans so we know who our vets here are, uh, are here at Chapel of the Cross, how we can honor them. Again, that's Saturday, the 11th of November, one to three p.m. And there is a family here at Chapel of the Cross who a few weeks ago suffered a fire in their home That fire basically wiped out all of their belongings. Um, As a church of God in this place, we take seriously the call from our Lord to care for and to help one another, especially uh, in times of need. Uh, To that end, we have made a list of needed items um, and made that available at the Welcome Center, needed items for this family. If you can purchase one or more of those items, uh, please uh, put a check mark or uh, put an X by that item on the sheet and then bring the item back to church and place it in that collection box by the, uh, by the welcome center there. And if, there's, if all, there's a lot of check marks on there already, I know, but uh, maybe if there's, uh, if there's something you think, well, this family could use two of these, feel free to uh, go ahead and get that too. Uh, thank you very much for your help for them, and I thank you on their behalf. Our elder for this weekend is George Tamazi. George is standing uh, over on the side here. He's gonna greet you at the back door as you leave today. Get to know George as one of your elders here at chapel. God's blessings to you as we worship together this morning. We stand and share the peace of our Lord with one another, after which we will sing our entrance hymn.
1: Thank oh. you, buddy.
2: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed are they whose sins the Lord does not count against them. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Almighty and merciful Father, we have strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed what we have devised and desired in our hearts we have offended you and sinned against your holy law we have done those things that we should not have done and we have not done those things that we should have done have mercy on us lord spare us forgive us and restore us according to your promises in christ jesus god our merciful father has forgiven all our sins He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Redeemer and Savior. Jesus paid the penalty for our guilt by His death on the cross and freed us from death by His resurrection from the grave. We have peace with God now and forever. Amen. Thanks be to God. with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you invite us to trust in you for our salvation. Deal with us not in the severity of your judgment, but by the greatness of your mercy. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated for the readings.
3: is from the 25th chapter of Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord God Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all people, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The Sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day they will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Let us all speak Psalm 23 together. We say together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me.
3: The epistle for today is recorded in the fourth chapter of Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say again, rejoice. Let your gladness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you have had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any And every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel, which is according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready." "'Go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find.' So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, both good and bad. The wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. "'Friend,' he asked, "'how did you get in here without wedding clothes?' the man was speechless. Then the king told his attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and I invite the children to come up for a message.
0: morning. Let me scooch this over for you. All right. Hey, thanks so much for being here today. Wonderful to see you. Who are our ringers this morning? A bunch of you were ringers. Thank you so much for ringing today and serving that way. My ringers. They were ringers. They did a great job. They worked really hard, and thank you for serving. So I've got a question for you guys. Um, Who of you is always like this? What is that? Happy. A happy face, right? Who is always, always, always rejoicing? Uh, he's definitely
1: not him, he's a grumpy pants.
0: Okay, sometimes we all can be a grumpy pants, right? Yes. So, well, usually we're not all like this, are we? Sometimes we're, we're um, it's kind of hard to do that. Yeah, well, you know what the Bible says? There is a reading today, and maybe you heard this, But St. Paul said in Philippians chapter four, he says, rejoice in the Lord every other day. It doesn't say that, does it? It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. So St. Paul says, rejoice always. Not just sometimes, but always. But we don't always rejoice, do we? No, sometimes we've got bad days, right? Sometimes there's bad days, and then do we have a rejoicing face on bad days? Probably not. Sometimes um, a friend maybe at school makes makes us feel bad, or maybe a sibling at home uh, is mean to us, and uh huh. And that, that, that doesn't give us a real good rejoicing smile, does it? And sometimes our mommy and daddy tells us to do something we really really don't want to do, like clean our room. Like clean our room, and then we don't really want to rejoice, do we? No, sometimes we don't, and sometimes, and this happens in our house. Sometimes, sometimes we don't want to, we don't want to go to bed. We don't get enough sleep, and then we become grumpy pants, right? And do we have a a rejoicing smile when we're when we're tired? Yeah. Yeah. See that 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 that, Then we're not rejoicing when we're overtired, are we? Yeah. So then we have different kinds of faces. So I brought some different faces too. So sometimes we have this face. What's that face? That's yeah, that's a that's sad, sad face. Sometimes we have a this yeah, face. He is what he is. this what, well, what yeah, we I can always be all be like that. That's like an angry face, right? Yeah, or sometimes sometimes like, what's oh, I skipped one. Like, I got one more. <laughs> all right, sometimes this can be our face, right? What's that face? That's that's a scaredy face, right? Yeah, yeah. but but we have been he's called scared. to rejoice. Yeah, you know, you know how we can remember to rejoice. You know how we can remember to be re- rejoice. There's one, there's one great way we can remember to rejoice in the Lord always when we remember what Jesus has done for us. What has Jesus done for you? He died on the cross. He died on the cross for us. What else has Jesus done for us? Has he? Has he loved you? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Did Did he forgive all of your sins? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Does he care for you every every day? Yeah. Absolutely. So when we remember what Jesus has done for us, then we can really, really rejoice. You know, I got something else to help us remember. Who knows how to spell joy? Me. Me, Jay. You know how to spell joy? You know I do. No, Jay. Uh-huh. Very good. You know, joy is an easy word to spell because it's only got three letters, right? Yeah. But I, So I got this, the three letters and they're gonna remind us of three different words, okay? To help us remember to rejoice. So what do you think the J stands for? Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Jesus. And all that Jesus has done for us. And Jesus is always first. When Jesus is first, then we rejoice, right? So the O stands for Others. I so when you give a gift to somebody else, does that make you feel good? It makes you feel good. Oh, very but, good. Yeah. But, um, and, and when we when, give a gift...
1: When it's your best friend's birthday,
0: yeah. and you give them a big message. Yeah, and you put others before you. We're called to do that too, aren't we? Yeah, so others... Other, uh, Jesus is first, but others are second. And then, what is the last letter of joy? Why? Yes. the. Yeah, very good. Yes, the Y stands for you. No. So Jesus is first, others are second, and we're third. Yeah, and when we have that order right, then we can have real joy. God gives us joy, and we can rejoice in the Lord always. Okay, so can you...
1: Sometimes, um, we get, we, I, sometimes I get it
0: scrambled up, and I flip it back. Right, and that's, that doesn't give us joy. That gives us yaj. Right? When we flip it backwards. Yeah. yeah. It's, so that doesn't make sense. Y O J. Yeah, it's better to spell it the right way. And that gives us joy.
1: it's Y-J-O. Well,
0: let's... When I get l- mad at people. Yeah. Yeah. Let's finish up with a word of prayer, okay? So can you guys repeat after me? Let's, let's pray. Dear God. Dear God. Thank you. For all your gifts, gifts. they really give us joy. joy. In Jesus' name we pray. pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, guys, for coming up. You guys go back to your seats. We continue our worship by singing our next hymn. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Who doesn't love a party? Now, anywhere I've been, people love to go to a party. Getting together with family or getting together with friends, usually because we've got something to celebrate a baptism, perhaps, or a graduation, or a confirmation, or a wedding. Or a homecoming football game. We had that Friday night for Lutheran North. A playoff baseball game, even. Just not this year. (laughs) And at those celebrations, at those parties, there's food and drinks and people and laughter and joy and conversation and camaraderie and fun and just a great time. Who doesn't love a party? And Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like a party. Not like going to the dentist. Not like washing the dishes. Not like doing your taxes. The kingdom of heaven is like a party. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. Heaven's kingdom is a feast. Heaven's kingdom is a party. Now, I know, sitting here in church, we might, might kind of forget how often Jesus not only talks about parties, but how often he actually went to parties. I mean, sometimes take a gospel. doesn't matter really any one of them. You just thumb through it and take note how often Jesus is at somebody's party. It happens all the time. I mean, John's gospel kind of opens up. John chapter 2 is Jesus is making more wine for a wedding reception so the reception doesn't flop. And he tells stories about parties, like the celebration that was thrown for that returning prodigal son. Jesus partied with the people. And it might be a tax collector's house or it might be a Pharisee's house. And the guests might include the powerful people in in the community or, or the riffraff of the community. Jesus didn't really care. He liked to go to parties because that's where the people were. And then you look at that that Last Supper, Monday Thursday, that Thursday of Holy Week, how He we instituted the Lord's Supper that night, that foretaste of the great final, most fun party of all, the marriage feast of the Lamb, everlasting life. And in Jesus, the world is invited to a party. The kingdom of heaven is like a party, Jesus says, and who doesn't love a party? And Jesus tells a story about that party. There's a king who had a son who was getting married. And as that great day approached, the king sent out invitations to all of his friends and all of his neighbors. Come to the feast, he said. Come to my party. But, but this is no ordinary party. This is no ordinary feast. I mean, this is the king's feast. It's going to be incredible. You know, It was normal for a Jewish wedding feast Last at least seven days. This one, it was going to break some records, I bet. This This was going to be a great feast. Come, he says, you're invited. But really, the strangest thing happened because the people refused to come to the wedding feast. I mean, everybody loves a party, right? What's going on here? It's the king's son's wedding. You don't miss that, not for the world, but everybody refused. So the king thought to himself, well, perhaps I'll, I'll try again. You know, th- this time I'll tell them what we're having for dinner. <laughs> Surely they'll come, he says. So he sends out his servants again. We're having the, the oxen and the fattened cattle, nothing but the best at my wedding. The drinks have been poured, everything's ready, the celebration is about to start. Won't you come? Come to the party. And surely the people will come, right? After all, who doesn't love a party? And not only was that invitation sent out, but the people were personally asked to come. And not just once, but, but twice. Of course they'll come. What a great party it's going to be. But lo and behold, these invited friends paid no attention to the invitation. One of them said, Invi- invitation to the wedding banquet? No thanks, my, my farm is inviting me to go work it. Another said, my, you know what, my boss is going to have my head if I miss a week of work. So he went off to his business. But others were more vicious to the servants. They beat them up. They mistreated them. Finally, they killed them. Can you imagine that? They they killed the king's servants. I mean, what a travesty, how awful this is. And why? All because they were invited to a party? And you can almost see the Pharisees and the scribes kind of whispering to one another, hey, is he talking about us again? I don't like his tone. I don't like it at all. We got to do something about this guy. Jesus goes on. Since those wicked people won't come to my party, let's go to party plan B. (laughs) Go out and invite anybody that you can find. Doesn't matter if you think they're good or you think they're bad, invite them. Invite them to my wedding feast. All are invited. And this time, you notice, the king gets a response. All sorts of people show up. Some good people, some, some not so good people. He had a full house. And as was the custom at the time, the king gave to the people wedding clothes which they could wear to the banquet. I mean, imagine that. One minute you're out in your little plot of land all dirty and grubby and stinky, and the next moment you're invited to the king's wedding feast and you've been given nice, new, gorgeous clothes to wear. I mean, what fun. Can't get any better than that. And in light of Scripture, that all makes perfect sense, doesn't it? when you think about Jesus' party. It's so clear in Scripture that Jesus goes out of his way to make winners out of life's losers. He invites the good, but he doesn't snub the bad. He invites all. You remember what the Bible says. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. All are invited to the heavenly party So, here they all are in the king's mansion. And Jesus says with a sigh of satisfaction the wedding hall is filled with guests. The story isn't over yet. Not quite. The king comes out to greet his guests and he proudly gazes over that crowd all gathered together in his banquet hall. He can't believe how great everybody looks. How much fun everybody's having he sees the bad lady who could pass for a queen for the homeless guy who just looks like his clothes are bought from the, the 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 magnificent mile in chicago and then he notices him one man and he sticks out like a sore thumb he he's not wearing the wedding clothes he spoils all scene why are you not wearing my clothes how could you get in here even without the wedding garments? I gave you the clothes to wear. Did you refuse them? And he gave the order to the servants to bind him hand and foot and toss him out to the street. Interesting story, isn't it? That's a neat story. and Until, you know, as with a lot of these parables, I think we kind of put ourselves into that story and we realize that that, you know, this story hits kind of close to home. Because our our God invites us to his party, you know, to his wedding feast. He invites us to heaven. And there's going to be joy and there's celebration and there's going to be feasting. I mean, it's everlasting life for crying out loud. What a great invitation that is. How much better can you get? How could you say no to that? You know, we get a lot of invitations. There there are so many other invitations that seem sometimes to be a little better for some reason. So many things that the, the world puts right there in front of our hearts and in front of our eyes to drag us away from God's invitation. I think you might know what I'm talking about. It's a lot of things. There's the invitation to serve ourselves above all else to get that joy in the wrong order but god invites us to serve others there's the invitation to to hoard our wealth to hoard our possessions god invites us to give away to share with others there's the invitation to to compromise our values for gain But God invites us to live by his values. I mean, so many conflicting invitations. Invitations which just kind of cloud our God's invitation to come to the wedding feast. Come to the wedding feast, God invites. Come to the party. For all who doesn't love a party? All you need for the party, God says, is to wear the right clothes. Ah, so there's a catch, isn't there? No. There's no catch. Because our God gives us those royal robes of righteousness to wear to the banquet. He wraps us up in the garments of the justified, made and sewn and tailored when Jesus died on the cross, when he poured out his life there for us, when he won forgiveness and life and salvation. The psalmist says, and we we spoke it at the beginning of this service, Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. We are covered by the garments of righteousness. And they are made just for me. And they are made just for you. Now, we can refuse those clothes, like the man in the parable. And some do, you know. I guess we can be like that sometimes. Because it can be more comfortable, I guess. We, we, we want to rely on what we do rather than what somebody else does for us. And, you know, it's like that at work. It's like that at home. Why not with our faith? So we end up staying in our grubby clothes. We, we, we refuse the beautiful clothes offered to us for free. Oh, you don't want to refuse those clothes. Because there is no heavenly feast without the robes of righteousness. There is no party without the clothes of the king. And you look at all the trouble that the king went through to throw that party for you. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, the Bible says. Jesus says God sent his son into this world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Nothing, St. Paul says, neither life nor death, height nor depth, anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, what what a party we're invited to. And we're given the clothes of righteousness and Christ puts them on us. And we enjoy we enjoy salvation and praise and joy eternally. And it does not matter who you were before the banquet. And it does not matter what you were wearing before the banquet. Christ covers it all with his righteous clothing. We've got a great invitation. An invitation better than any other. And I know it's my invitation. And I know it's your invitation We're invited to the joy and the celebration of the eternal wedding feast of our Lord in heaven. Yeah, we we Christians, we are party people. Heaven's kingdom is a feast, heaven's kingdom is a party, and I'm invited, and you're invited. And it's awesome. Because after all, who doesn't love a party? And as with any party, there is feasting and there's people and laughter and joy and conversation and camaraderie and fun and just a really great time. But this party is greater than any other. Because this party is given by the king. And this party is hosted by the king. And we enjoy this party with the king, in the king's presence forever and ever. And he says to those that he invites, <laughs> he says to you, All is ready. Come to the party. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand as together we speak our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed? You'll find that on page 9 in your bulletin. Together we confess I believe in God the Father Almighty the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
2: Almighty and Eternal Father, you sent your Son into our flesh in order to make us one with you. Bless the Church's proclamation of this good news, so that we may declare your glory to all the nations, and your wonders to all people. Lord in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, you alone are King, yet we live in a nation where we owe allegiance to the country, state and all those in authority over us. Make us good citizens that we may serve our country by supporting and giving appropriate honor and respect to our rulers, lawmakers, and judges. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Gracious God, giver of life and health, of daily bread and the eternal feast, grant a bountiful harvest, if it be your will, To the farmers of this land and those across the globe, may people here and everywhere lift up voices of thanksgiving as their physical needs are met. Lord in your mercy, hear Hear our prayer. Lord God, we know that you are the great protector, shield, and defender of your people. We ask that you continue to guard, protect, and make your presence known to all who serve in the armed forces of our nation. As they perform their duties of their calling, give them not only a love of country, but also a love of you, and an understanding of your love for all mankind. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord, we ask that you comfort and strengthen those who are suffering or are afflicted with infirmity. We especially remember Marcia Tervold and Sandy Went, as she has surgery this upcoming week. Lord, give the protection of your holy angels to all who are in any trouble, need, or adversity, and for those whom we now name before you in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray this day for the people of the Middle East, for all of humanity distorted by war, for all the lives lost and peace broken. May the spirit of comfort and compassion envelop all who dwell in fear. May the spirit of wisdom and humanity enliven our global leaders. May we affirm the dignity and rights of all. May we seek peace and an end to war. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We may be seated as we continue our worship by striking our offering full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You with the favor and his Amen. Amen.
0: We will now we'll sing our final hymn and be spread the rain.